My mistake was that I started in, in many markets in parallel. So I started buying in Detroit and I started buying in Cleveland and I was still actually holding properties in Atlanta. And Whitney, I was still, uh, it was kind of a side project still back then. I didn't totally leave my uh, uh, engineering job, which was uh, a very good uh, compensation, etc. So it was a process we can talk about that. But uh, it, was, it was a business mistake in the sense that I got uh, to stretch on, on, on many things. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. I have a special guest for you today. His name is Nir Babagani, and I've known Nir for a number of years now. And you're going to hear kind of how that came about. Uh, but he uh, is uh, founder. He's a founder and CEO. He's a Israeli uh, foreign national and funds uh, specialized in U in the U.S. Re residential real estate. And since 2012, they've transacted hundreds of deals. Uh, and a lot of single. He has a large single family business in the U.S. as well. Uh, experience in several U.S. real estate markets, including Atlanta, Cleveland, uh, and Detroit. And uh, you know he has a fund that's in Israel, and and he adds a ton of value to investors, uh, Israeli investors, and you know the, through the way that he has built uh, strategic relationships in the U.S. and a, and a great business here as well. You're going to hear a little bit about his path to you know growing a great, uh, leaving actually a. a a career and growing a big real estate business, you know, from halfway around the world, and how he has done that, uh, and even some of the models that that he has used to, uh, you know, do fund to fund to be able to partner on projects in the U.S. as well. Welcome to the show. Honored to catch up with you again uh, and really get to know you better, but to expose you to our network as well. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to uh, be uh, on your show and I've been uh, watching and following it for a long while. So I'm honored. Thank you, Whitney. Yeah, I know. Honored to have, have you on and because and you carry, carry a lot of experience that I'm looking forward to diving into today. Uh, you know, you and I go back a number of years already, uh, you know, when our relationship started. And we'll talk about that a little bit, I think, during the interview, of course. Um, but, you know, before we jump into that uh, and uh, why don't why don't you give the listeners a little bit about your focus, who you are, uh, and, and even in where you reside as well? Okay, so I'll, I'll start from the last. So maybe it's an interesting fact. I'm I'm from Israel, uh, and uh, being out of the country or investing out of my backyard, I've been uh, uh, in the U.S. Uh, real estate investing, and we will talk about what it what it is uh, for twelve years now. In these 12 years, I have done a few hundred uh, real estate uh, transactions in different uh, states, predominantly, predominantly single family homes, but quite a few uh, uh, multifamily deals. Uh, so uh, in terms of uh, uh, like day to day, I, I live in Israel. I'm come, I, I started the real estate investing actually just as an investor by profession. I'm I'm an engineer. I was working uh, as a, a project manager, uh, corporate uh, for a pharmaceutical company. And it was um, actually an incident, was working day to day um, with our US colleagues uh, in my day job. So um, actually maybe a, a coincidence or some things came together 
because back then uh, the prices in, in the US real like US real estate they were uh you know I don't have to tell about what happened the 2010 around uh, and I was actually looking to buy an investment uh, property in Israel and I uh was just talking with uh with a colleague and he said yeah I'm buying four properties in in the metro Atlanta area and I said well how so and like I know I'm an engineer in Israel you are a parallel uh, like in the US but how is it that you you are like buying so many properties and he got me into uh, into speed and you know there wasn't all of the catch so is someone trying to sell me and there wasn't all of that we were just calling uh, so for me it was kind of a coincidence because I had the access in terms of you know communication working day to day uh, doing business uh, uh, and not being there day to day but doing business day to day so long story short I I bought a rental property in the metro Atlanta area, and we will talk what happened from there, but this is kind of where I started off. Yeah, no, I, I love that, Nir, that you, you know, there was a connection there, you saw an opportunity and and you really went after it, uh, you know, it's grown in a, in a big way. Uh, and I, I wanna talk about how you were, uh, you know, especially when you saw this opportunity, you were very strategic about uh, the relationships, right, you started to build. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and working from, you know, halfway around the world, essentially, right. That's, that's difficult. Right. I mean, of course we do so much on zoom now anyway, however, even at that time, it probably wasn't as much zoom happening, you know, as there is now, uh, but speak to the thought behind, you know, when you started thinking, okay, Hey, this is a business opportunity. I want to collaborate. I need to collaborate, right. With people that are there on the ground. I need to find, you know, team members, all these things, but how did you, you know, strategically start to build that team and business, you know, from so far away and, and, and really be intentional about the relationships? So uh, it was, uh, you, you were spot on on the kind of thinking about it strategically in the sense that for me, coming from corporate project management, it was quite of, okay, let's uh, deploy what I'm anyway doing like day to day. This is the way we're doing. There is a team. Everyone is doing his job. Let's 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 work as such because like this is this is what I know this is my profession so let's do it as such but it was also a result of uh, as you said of of um, of kind of a, of a starting point that is a given that I'm not going to uh, uh, move and be on the ground day to day I know that so for example when I was thinking about investing in Israel I was looking at things myself etc but because of the setting or the setup that was given i was kind of okay the right thing to do this is to is to actually develop a team so the the challenge in a sense well at, at first i didn't realize that but in a retrospective the challenge uh, was actually setting me up uh, to begin with uh to build a team and, and scale so yeah it was uh it was also a, it was also uh, i was lucky in this sense uh, uh, we could say. Who were some of the first like team members you knew you needed? Or maybe even from what you know now, who would you say should have been your first, you know, team members or strategic partners that you should have looked for? Or, or maybe and maybe you did. 
Well, uh, this is kind of, of uh, also, you know, um, wisdom of uh, retrospective to understand not only what every everyone is, you know, what are the roles and responsibility, but I think like with time you get the intrinsic uh, understanding of where the interest is of, of every uh, professional and, and in a good way, not in a bad way. Like, like these are the business interests, this is what they care. So for example, uh, uh, when doing the uh, rental investing, the more I was, uh, let's say, um, strate in strategic relationship with the property management, uh, the better my uh, performance was like with the uh, properties we, we buy, with the way we make them, like the, the product was better. And it turned out to be later on, this is like uh, uh, when I was uh, uh, more experienced, our, our main project, it was in, in, in the Metro Cleveland area. We actually developed a strategic collaboration of kind of a one-stop shop uh, uh, solution for Israeli investor for single family uh, property investing. So, you know, it can be a different setting when we will talk about uh, syndication, but I think it's interesting because the same principles they they apply when you think about working in a team and honestly think like okay what is my highest and best uh, value uh, to contribute and and the other stakeholders and and engineer or, or build the teamwork uh, around that uh, so for me for me it worked uh, really well in in Cleveland when I implemented these these lessons and started uh, uh, and started as such it, it was actually the uh, a very major, major thing for our business, our office in Israel. So you you started with single family uh, and and really grew a, a substantial business, uh, you know, around these single family homes, right? Uh, you know, speak to you know, are are you still focused on that? Uh, and and maybe the, to speak to the when you know you realize, hey, there's a, I should transition to multifamily or commercial real estate, some of that. Yes, so it's it's a funny story because uh, now that you told me uh, I was opportunistic, you might say now the, the same after I, I tell you this story. In 2014, I actually made a mistake. Uh, I didn't know it back then, but I made a mistake. I was um, looking for another market because like prices in, in, in the Metro Atlanta market, we were buying properties in 70 or $80,000 and it was like, almost twice the price in in, uh, uh, in uh, 2014, and we were buying in good areas. I could go to different uh, or lower sub-markets in the area, but I was looking for different markets. My mistake was that I started in, in many markets in parallel. So I started buying in Detroit, and I started buying in Cleveland, and I was still actually holding properties in Atlanta. And Whitney, I was still, uh, it was kind of a side project still back then. I didn't totally leave my uh, uh, engineering job, which was uh, a very good uh, compensation, et cetera. So it was a process we can talk about that. But uh, it was it was a business mistake in the sense that I got uh, to, to stretch on, on, on many things. Mm. And it connects to the real estate syndication or, or how I did my first multifamily investing because I kind of uh, realized, hmm, it's not just about uh, uh, leveraging money. I also want to leverage my time, my resources, my energy. And I was struggling a lot in Detroit, but I saw like a local, um, uh, a local real estate uh, uh, guys over there. 
And they were doing a single family and they were just transitioning to the multifamily. And I saw like they got a, a, a deal that I said, wow, I wish I would have got uh, this deal. So I said, okay, let's, let's invest with them. Why do I bother so much? And I've done it. I learned a lot like from, from that. That was um, really, uh, I, I thank them for that because in terms of like, I, it was the first time for me to really understand what is like, you know, analyzing a deal and what it is underwriting. So I got, I got the exposure to that uh, from them back in 2015. So it wasn't just the result of the, of the investment that was great. It was like a great experience of analyzing a deal, analyzing or checking a, a local uh, syndication uh, and, and uh, getting into this investment. But also the experience of going through that, through, through the finalization was kind of a realization for me, okay, this is actually a good solution for many uh, investors, especially like uh, out of state or out of country investors. They do have the money, but they would like to have a, like kind of a passive, uh, more of a passive income, uh, but they still need a lot of uh, value. Check the deal, check the area, check the market, check the syndication, communicate, you know, update, etc. So this is when I kind of said, okay, it's interesting this kind of uh, doing a fund and going into that direction. This was um, the first experience as such. Let's let's talk about that a little bit uh, specifically, like how you how you ultimately do that for local Israeli investors, right? How you're helping them, and we'll move into that maybe that model a little bit, you know, of how we do that. Uh, but but you know, how do you what what is that value that you add to local investors there? Because ultimately, you're creating a path. Uh, for them to be able to invest in U.S. real estate, right? Uh, and and you're doing a lot of vetting, uh, obviously, over the deal and the partners. And, you know, you're creating those strategic partnerships for your investors, really, right? Uh, but, you know, talk through that a little bit, through the value you add to investors and how you do that there. I think, uh, like, the, the greatest thing uh, for me throughout uh, this uh, journey and still it's, it's the journey uh, uh, with and, and through the people. So for me... Eventually, you know, I can talk about uh, the skills I've, uh, I've uh, got in, in underwriting and I was in the Michael Blanc community and I was, you know, it's all kind of techniques. But eventually the result of all of this uh, together is like being able to say, okay, here is an, here is an investment uh, opportunity that I've checked it. By the way, it can be single family or multifamily or, or anything else. But for, I mean, in terms of the trust of an investor to say, okay, this deal was uh, vetted and checked and now I, now I can leverage on all of that experience and work, et cetera. Uh, so this is one thing. We can go into that, like what, what is it in there? But, but uh, I think that that's one, one uh, main, main idea that for me, it's, uh, it's kind of the same regardless of, let's say, the asset class. The asset class is is just the means. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and there's uh, how many asset classes are you invested in now, or is are you very focused on multifamily? I can't remember. So we have a real estate fund in Cleveland because in Cleveland we are more um, uh, uh, in the operations. 
So we are kind of buying small, small multifamily uh, apartments and single family homes. And we're, we are focusing uh, uh, on long-term yield in this fund. And we have the investors that are going with, that, with us uh, uh, in this market. But in other, uh, uh, I would say, uh, markets uh, or asset classes, I, I am not looking to do that because the Cleveland result, it was actually uh, because I told you I, I made a mistake. If I would redo it, everything together, I wouldn't build everything that I built in terms of the operations in Cleveland. I, I wouldn't do that. But since I've gone through that way and I'm, I'm happy to do that because now I have the experience uh, uh, from within. So, you know, the, the resources are there and we're doing that. Uh, but I also learned uh, in the lengthy way, not to say hard way, but in the lengthy way, I think it's still a good way, that there are better ways around it with the teamwork, the collaboration. So mostly I'm, I, I, I'm looking uh, uh, to things like, you know, like we are doing to say, actually my highest and best use and contribution uh, for an existing syndication is the capability I have to... Uh, uh, for me, it's not to present deals. For me, it's kind to be of the extension in the Israeli market of the of the business of the company. Uh, to to explain that to uh, you know to be a, a manifestation of that. This is the way I see it. Uh, and as long as the value goes both way, like you know, this is this is what I am uh, more more focused on with what we are doing next. But we do have the the Cleveland. Uh, business that we are doing because we are there for 10 years and, you know, we have all of these resources. So it's already in place. Yeah. You know, you talked about, uh, yeah, you know, you might've done it differently if you knew then what you know now. Right. I think we could all say that, right. There's so many times where it's like, oh, you know, we learn, right. As we go, we've made mistakes and some, we get knocked down. Right. And have to get back up. Well, that's, that's learning. Right. And however, I feel like too, you know, so many things that I've done, I'm sure you could say this too. Well, if you hadn't taken those steps to, to go after that single family business, you wouldn't even know now that you would have done it different, like you know, because you wouldn't have you wouldn't have gotten to where you're at today, right? Uh, you had to you had to go through that process and, and really, uh, you know, put your iron in the fire a little bit, right, to learn and and make it happen, and you have, uh, and so um, no, congratulations to you by the way of, of doing that, right, making it happen and and making the the hard decisions that most won't, unfortunately, right, and, and sticking it out, uh, but. Let's talk about the the dynamics a little bit of how you do that now. You know, through fund to funds and and, and maybe some models that you found to be that work best for you. Uh, you know, or to partner. You know, on projects and some pros and cons. So, it, it's actually a great point. I think like the fund to fund again is a kind of of uh, a result that for me uh, and actually I can say you know also for us we had we had a dialogue about this. Uh, as well with you and with your partner, with Sam, that I, I love him so much. I, I think uh, that, uh, you know, when we when we understand actually, actually okay, it's, it's a business and here is what I'm doing and here is what you're doing. Here are the roles and responsibilities. For me, uh, uh, taking, uh, because, you know, it's all about alternatives. So being like inside the GP and I've done that. I've done that in, in the past, like, because this is kind of the go-to model in the in the syndication, you know, co-GP. Co but then you think about, you know, not just the compensation wise, you, you start thinking about decisions. 
right? De decision making and say, okay, who should make these decisions? And do I want to have the liability uh, for decisions that have been taken when I'm not in the decision uh, uh, circle necessarily because I'm not the, the day-to-day -day operator for, for example. And then I think when, when we start to ask this kind of questions and, and we, can, we can go through it, I think the fund fund to fund model, it, it kind of uh, presents uh, uh, a right decision in the sense that it, we can always solve, you know, when there is the relationship and there is the value, uh, we can always solve for the compensation that, you know, it's standard and everybody are happy. But the fund to fund, what I like in that is that first it sets uh, better the positions and the roles, the decision, the general partner, the limited partner, et cetera, and still allows the fund to be kind of the GP within this LP. So what we are doing, and that's part of the experience for me now as a fund manager and with, you know, with my attorney, et cetera. So we structure it like uh, we are the general uh, manager of this LP. So we have all the roles and decision-making within the fund for the Israeli investors. And of course, we have the dialogue and understanding between us uh, of, 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 uh, of how it works. But I think it sets, it sets the tone uh, better or, or it, it's, it's right. I think so. Um, and I also think that's one point. Second point I think it creates value uh, uh, for uh, for the investors because a fund to fund it allows all kinds of let's say uh, financial benefits, uh, not specifically being exposed to one project. Uh, focus uh, on a market. Focus on a chosen syndicator. So you can actually uh, structure the fund and learn. For me, it's all about dialogue. When I also speak. With my investors, I, it's always a dialogue and I'm always like on the quest to learn from, you know, the collaborators within the team and externally. And I think it's, it, it creates a lot of maneuvering space, a lot of maneuvering space to the fund to structure it correctly in terms of investment product and make it uh, uh, more suitable to what the local crowd uh, of investors may want. You know, it, it can change for someone locally in the US, for someone in Israel, for someone maybe in the Far East, you know, investment take can be different, but I like this uh, option of the fund that I can structure that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all of that. I, I, the more we've done the fund to fund model as well, I, I agree, it's, it's a great way for both sides of that part of the business and to keep it legal, we're not operating any gray areas, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and yeah, it's it, like you said, the roles and responsibilities are even more clear, right? I feel like it's even more clear for investors, you know, as well, uh, for your investors, right? Uh, and and I mean, they can see your legal documents, uh, you know, and, and it's just it's just more clear for everyone uh, involved. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, uh, near. I want to you know move to a few final questions, uh, but uh, I want to ask you. So I ask everybody, uh, you know, uh, that are operators or or doing you know with your knowledge base too. Uh, you know what? What are maybe the uh, the biggest challenge in your business right now? Wow. So, first of all, I think uh, uh, in terms of the external uh, setting uh, right now, you know, there is the inflation, the interest. I don't want to get into too much of uh, you know economics conversation and what are the reasons. But again, bottom line, um, raising. Uh, 
capital for a project and it's all relative you know to the cap rates and what is available on the market it's it's honestly it's it's lower so it's it's kind of challenging this is also part uh, of, of the reason strategically for us that we are reaching out to do the fund to fund model because you know we we want to provide solutions so to your uh, previous question it is also one of of the reasons we are gps in cleveland so allegedly we can just do you know a lot of deals in Cleveland, we do it ourselves, et cetera. But I think it's also a question of integrity. It was like for us in terms of the decision-making, is it really what we want to do for our investors? Are, are there different options for us to have the flow or the scale of opportunities that we want to provide on one end? And we are committed you know, to our office, employees, et cetera. But on the other end, you know, we, we are obviously first committed to our investor base. And that, that is, uh, it was, and it still is a strategic consideration for the fund to fund. And I think, I think it, it's really connected to what is happening right now in, in, in the marketplace. I, I wouldn't say the entire US or at least what we are experiencing in, in the market that we are, let's say, GP or within the grounds of operations. Nir, what's your best source for meeting new investors right now? How do you do that? I know you're you're very focused on Israeli investors, but how do you, how, what's your best source for doing that and growing your investor base? Well, uh, because uh, I, I am uh, more than a decade uh, uh, operating, uh, and I, I would say a niche, because in, in Israel, US real estate investing is, is a niche. Eventually, most of the Israelis, they invest in, in Israeli real estate. Um, but uh, uh, back when I started, uh, there wasn't like a lot of people that were answering people uh, questions and I was enjoying it and I was answering like in forums questions. So I found myself uh, one day getting a phone, uh, a phone call from this kind of a forum. Nowadays, all the forums are in Facebook, but back then there were like forum websites and I got to be the manager of this Israeli forum. Nowadays, there is like you know, more than 7,000 people in that forum. Uh, so like, and you know, we are a business. So we have all of the social platform to, you know, to be honest, we, we are very strategic. We have day to day. So we are always procuring uh, new exposure in that sense organically. And if we have projects, we, we accelerate from the social. But for me, the main thing, uh, uh, I think source also of reputation is is one thing is is leading the Israeli forum and secondly I think uh, really the thank God the the amounts of uh, uh, online and digital uh, reviews we got on LinkedIn Facebook Google etc so kind of the lifetime value of uh, investor realizing it's not just the deal because they will return. They, uh, we, they will tell your friends if you work uh, on this uh, uh, wisely, they will share reviews. So that's, that's been tremendous uh, uh, for us in, the, in, in Israel because we are focused on the Israeli market investor-wise. That has been our focus, I mean, for the last uh, uh, decade or 12 years already. What's your, what's your best advice for those passive investors right now? This is something I would say for, for every investor. I think it, it's not just a question of, of uh, 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 location or geography. I think, uh, and I see that, 
you know, in beginning in beginner investors, there are a lot of questions about kind of shopping for returns. Uh, what is the IRR? What is the cap? What is the cash on cash? All of that. So for me, it's kind of, uh, in my mind, it's kind of a model. So, you know, a lot of people, they can focus about the dairy milk. What uh, What is the yield? Like, you know, how, how much, how much uh, milk am I getting from the investment? So I would suggest for people to think, okay, uh, try and, and, and develop the thinking and skills and understanding how you check about like, okay, what is the cow? Uh, what is the cow worth? How do you uh, uh, know that you uh, uh, it's been purchased or it's, it's, it's like, it's a good cow, it's a quality cow. And when you are more versed into that, you say, well, I, I can buy a good cow or a quality cow, but then I, I realize, and for me, I have tons of stories about that. It's the fairy, uh, it's the farmer or it's the dairy farmer. How do you treat the cow? How do you, uh, how do you get uh, out the, the milk, et cetera? So all of the people around it. So, you know, with all of this, and I, I always tell this uh, in Hebrew, so I'm sorry if it's like, you know, in English, not the, the best description, but I have like a one hour uh, lecture in Israel when I'm, when I'm speaking explaining my journey and explaining like how I made mistakes with the perspective or the too much focus on the dairy milk. And then when I realized my lesson learned, I, I made mistakes because I was too focused on the cow. And eventually how do I check, let's say a syndicator or an operator or a professional, but being focused on the, uh, on the people. And I always say like good people will result in good deals, but not necessarily on the other way, uh, this is the main main thing uh, uh, I think is right for every passive investor because if you will not be passive, you, you might find yourself very active uh, if, if you are not really checking into that proactively before you invest because investment is a role. There is passive income, passive investment. It's, it's not an accurate term in my opinion. You have to be very active when you invest because you need to know what you choose and why. And that's where I'm saying, here is our value proposition. We, we have done all of that. And we also told you how we are checking this and we invite you, here is how you can check with that, all of the three perspective, because you don't want just to, you know, ignore the others. So, and this is what we do here in Israel. So here is, here is like an invitation to validate. Here are all the three perspective for what we are doing. And you can leverage us for your for for your investment because you cannot be a passive investor. You can delegate that role, but you cannot skip that. And this is kind of the value proposition that uh, I'm working with because I I I, I believe in it. I, I I experienced it. I've I've learned it through you know many many lessons learned. So this is the kind of energy or belief that yeah. I'm transmitting here to the Israeli investors. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it should never be completely passive, right? Or just throw your money at something, right? You know, and, and never look at it uh, for sure. But I feel like even investors that want to be, say, a more active, passive investor, uh, meaning, you know, they're diving into who the operator is, the deal, all those things, it's still helpful to have somebody like yourself who ha has looked at a lot more deals, right? And already asked all those questions. Uh, I just think they are going to learn a lot, you know, from somebody like yourself. And have you to say, ask questions of, uh, instead of going straight to the operator at times, right? Uh, I mean, like you, you've done all that. You've done so much vetting and and in those strategic relationship building, right? I mean, you've done that and spent the time that ultimately a past investor can't, 
spend more times than not, right? Uh, you know, to build that relationship and get to know operators. And so that is a big value near, no doubt about it. Uh, near, um, tell us, uh, how do you like to give back? So, uh, you know, I don't want to get into uh, uh, too much of what's going on right now. We're in Israel and, and we are currently living in, uh, you know, a, a challenging, uh, challenging time period. And uh, in in this sense, uh, honestly, I'm I'm the second uh, wheel, so to say, or the supporting wheel for my amazing uh, uh, wife. Uh, she's basically uh, uh, treating uh, uh, people like you know it can be all sorts of uh, of traumas, and she's very active in supporting the community. And for me, I'm honestly blessed. I think it's one of the advantages of of real estate. Uh, for me, it's not financial freedom. It's like uh, it's more of the liberty that I have more of a space to decide how much time I spend on things and when I spend and with who. But uh, for me, uh, it really allows to support uh, and let her do uh, uh, what she do. A lot of time we support, we go with her, with my two daughters, but she is really the, the leader uh, uh, in that uh, social activity and with people that are you know, post post trauma, uh, and and that's uh, that's a huge thing for us, especially in this time period these days. Yeah, Nir. Well, I'm I'm grateful for you sharing that. I'm grateful for uh, you know your all's you and your wife's desire to give back in that way and care for those people. Uh, so I just thank you personally, and I'm grateful. Um, grateful for you all for doing that. And I'm also grateful for your your time today and sharing with our listeners, uh, but also just, you know, with your network, right? Who you are and the value that you add. And, and I mean, the, the time spent building strategic relationships over 10 or 12 years, right? There's so much value there, uh, you know, and going through the difficulties of working at a distance, which you did and, and building, you know, the businesses that you have and and, uh, you know, like you talked about, uh, you know, leveraging the time and money in so many aspects and having to stretch, uh, you know, to uh, get in multifamily and now making it happen, the fund to fund model. Uh, and thank you, Nir. Uh, tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Uh, so first of all, uh, Whitney, really, thank you very much uh, for uh, hosting me again. And uh, for me, it's really a pleasure to be working with you uh, and, you know, also for for uh, the the relationship uh, that that we have, I really I really appreciate it. And uh, in terms of uh, reaching, well, you have my you you have uh, my name, and I can be found on LinkedIn. So anyone that wants to connect and reach out, I I would be happy. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.